sugars. Okay, this episode today is with Rob Dion. First of all, this man's arms, they should be national treasure. They're really pretty. Second of all, his heart is even prettier. Um, The reason why I had Rob on the show is that, so I met him, oh my goodness, I met him like over a year ago at Podcast Movement in Chicago, I believe, and then we realized that we literally live like 10 blocks from each other here in Los Angeles. So we always kept planning on having him on the podcast and it just didn't work out or whatever. Life happened. Well, so we finally... It was one of those things where when I when I, he came over to my apartment, I was like, I thought this actually is the perfect time and I need to hear what he's saying today. I hope that this is one of those moments for you where uh, even if you've heard some of this before, which I don't know if you have, you're hearing it for the first time and hopefully ingesting it. With Rob, so Rob does personal training, but, but I'm going to be honest. I've talked to a lot of personal trainers, mainly because they're all hot and I want to touch them. But with, uh, <laughs> well, you know, I'm just being honest, sugars, I'm just being honest. But they, a lot of them say the same thing. They say, don't diet, but eat healthy and work out. Like calories in, calorie out. That's not Rob at all. And honestly, I didn't know that until, I honestly, I always thought he was a nice guy and I thought he was smart. So I thought, okay, I'll have him on the show. And then he totally floored me with, like, Rob got to it. He got to the heart of the matter. And it, this isn't just about, doing how to do push-ups with the correct form and things like that but this is rob really gets to the heart of why we don't fucking work out why we don't move our bodies what what is not only in our way but also what uh what enables us not to succeed so i just yeah i just i'm just so like inspired and i'm so honestly moved by what he's doing because I think I haven't heard a lot of people talk this way and and motivate people this way and you know there's I meet a lot of people this might sound this is going to sound arrogant but y'all know what I mean you know like what I do the show for is I really yes I want to entertain people but I really want to change people's lives I really want like literally if somebody my I feel like my purpose in life is to affect millions and millions of people I really want that many people to be affected by I'm not me directly but at least what I'm doing that it carries over changes people's lives I feel like Rob is one of those people as well that not only could do that has the power to do it but also has the intention uh, and feels that and it's just it's just beautiful to be in a room with him so I hope you enjoy this show I'll see you at the end We're just going to start recording because we've been talking too long. Okay. Um, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dear Maddie Show. What, what? It's a podcast. Okay. I, I, people always say this about my guests. that come on. They're like, your guests are so pretty. And we're, we're, we're definitely doing that today. I'm with, um, I mean, podcast host, personal trainer. I mean, we're entrepreneur. Just a lot of Rob. Dion, right? That's, that's I said right. it right? You said oh, it right. Dion, so yes. worried. Okay. Rob and his wife also, that, who's not here, but she is here in spirit. Devin, yes. Um, from Open Sky Fitness at openskyfitness.com, and that'll be in the show notes. But um, Rob, thank you for being here. Matt, just, thanks, for, thanks for having me on. We I'm literally excited. been talking for like 15 minutes, and I'm like, we just need to start recording. I know, shooting the shit, and we, we, just, we just lost so much good information. We did. We'll probably have to say it again. But um, 
How are you? I'm just, I'm just thank you for doing it. We've been uh, wanting to do this for like a year. Yeah, we met at PM 16 last year, yeah, podcast, podcast movie 16, 16. And, uh, and we kept in touch the whole entire year. Actually, I think that we tried to book something over the summertime, and my wife and I were renovating that property, and oh, so I just, I was swamped, and I was like, let's just wait until after, and then we'd been pushing and pushing and pushing through the fall and it now was. into the winter. You know what? You made me feel so good, and I'm not saying this passive aggressive. I mean this in a real way. Like, so starting in like November and December, I just, I just was underwater with life. Yeah. And, um, it took me like, cause I emailed you and you emailed me back. Like it was like two and a half months later and I don't ever get offended by that because I did all that shit to like 20 people and I felt like a dick doing it. And some people were upset. <laughs> they were pissed off about it. Right. And so, and I was like, I really am trying to do the best I can here. It's just. I don't want to send somebody like a shitty email. I wanted to like take time and think about it and respond. But literally, it's just like for about two and a half months, I did not have that. I didn't have that in me. I didn't have the yeah. time. Yeah. I was stressed about other stuff. And so it, it literally, I, you emailed me back after I'd all like just gone through emailing people back finally and felt like shit. And then you went back and I went, oh, I'm a normal person. And, yeah, other people do this, and yeah. he's way prettier than me, so I feel better. <laughs> well, the yeah, the uh, you know, you know what I do? I actually I end up not. Uh, I I open a, an email and uh-huh. then I mark it as unread. That's if what I, I do. If I want to remember to go back to it, and, and so I was just like, I, I know there's emails that I didn't get to, or that I that I wanted to get mm-hmm. back to people, and I started scrolling through my old emails, and uh, and I and that's when I that's when I reach back out to you. So yeah, I mean, look, we all do it. I yeah. had a, I had a business coach one time that just said, Rob, just imagine people are just as busy as you, or just forget as forgetful as you. Yeah, and it's and it's so true. So you know, and there's another saying that the fortune is in the follow up. So when ooh, you, I've never, ooh, I like that. It's a, it's a really, it's, and it's, there's so much truth to it, not just in business, but just in friendships. Like you just, you reach out to somebody and sometimes their life is just kind of busy, full. And you might have sent them a, a message in the moment when they just do not have the time to comprehend what's happening mm-hmm. or to like, just get back to you. And, mm-hmm. and you have, to, and you can't take that personally. No. So if you really do, if that person or that thing that you're contacting that person about is important to you, mm-hmm. just follow up. Yeah. Don't be the asshole who's just like so personally inf- offended and hurt that 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 didn't you know that didn't work out for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I love that. Fortunes yeah. of the follow up. Fortunes Ooh. of the follow up. Write that down. Well, and if I wall. still haven't emailed you back, that we're recording this episode on March second, so of twenty seventeen. So I'm gonna get there. Ooh, it's one of my best friend Julie Fiore's birthday. Happy birthday, Julie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fortunes. Of the, I'm still stuck on that. Fortunes in the follow up. I love that. Yeah. So we met at Puck, and we just we hit it off, and mm-hmm. we had a good time, and 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 we we live close too. We're like, not I think even. I live, I live two miles from you. Yeah, I so just did the GPS close. on the way here. Yeah, so we're super super close. So okay, so tell me a little bit. I mean, we, I don't even know where to start because we've okay. been talking about we've been talking about real estate. We've been talking about entrepreneur. We've been talking about Facebook. Let's start, but I want to I want to focus on you a little bit. Okay, so I want to start a little bit. I want to ask you like just so, Open Sky Fitness, and like yeah. just tell everybody kind of. What you do, but also I'm I always ask people on the show like just the genesis of like mm-hmm. how you because you go to your website which I just told you this and I wasn't shitting you it looks great you have a great fucking website Thank I love you. it um, I, I got to give I got to give my buddy Anthony Tran a shout out uh, he has he was my business coach for a while but he also has a, a company called Marketing Access Pass mm. and he designs websites oh. and so he got that done for me in like six weeks and it was oh, wow. very uh, very you know like you know he, he he comes and he asks you questions and then you fill out these things and you he wasn't helps. like they're just plugging in like it's a not box. like a plug and play kind of yeah. kind of this is not Wix or you know yeah. Squarespace this is somebody designs this website but... yeah totally fine but you know I wanted 
something that was a little more custom. Me too. That when I needed uh, to add a page or something like that, I can always come to him. Mm-hmm. And so that's yeah. So I appreciate that, and I, and and he appreciates it. Mm. And and it's uh, but having your having your website if you're if you're a business owner, your website is like. Is like the thing that somebody. If you have a, a, a brick and mortar, it's like when they open the front door, is there just shit everywhere, <laughs> or does the place look organized? You know, like so. That's that's I what you that want. A lot like in their entertainment stuff is that people that are legitimate production companies or like agencies because they have the cachet of people know who they are. Yeah. But I'm like, it literally. This website looks like 1997. Yes. You know, it's like black with like green video game type font. Nothing's been updated. Yes, in the last 12 years. Yes. There's a uh, there's a great. Um, I think she just updated. Actually, there's a great acting coach. Have you ever heard of Leslie Kahn? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. She's her website is shit. Is it really? I, I, I don't I think doubt they it. Just up, I just did her class last year. Rob's also an actor. Everybody. So. um Oh, retired. retired. Oh, retired. You're retired? Yeah. I oh, don't. you're so pretty. I don't. I, I want to see on TV. Well, it just as you know, fitness stuff, but. That's right. No more? No, no, no more. It's, you know, I, uh, this, I mean, we, you, you could finish the story about Leslie Kahn and her shitty website. Oh, it, I, but- the <laughs> end of that story is it's shitty, but I love Leslie Kahn. I love what she does. I love her actually a lot. Um, but I think she actually just fixed it now that I said that like a month ago. Anyway, go ahead. Got it. That's she that probably story. she she knew you were going to eventually out her probably and, and destroy her career probably by, by outing her website. Uh, but you know, he, here's the deal: when I was uh, thirty years old, I think mm-hmm. roughly thirty, which is amazing because it feels mm-hmm. like I, I floundered from the time I was graduated from college until I was thirty years old, and mostly because me I was, too because I was trying to be an actor and I felt really insecure. I went to I went to a conservatory, an acting conservatory. I. I you know, I, I, my school prided themselves. I went to SUNY Purchase Acting Conservatory, which mm, was at the mm-hmm. time, and maybe even still, I don't even know, but, you know, at the time was one of the top conservatories. Yeah, yeah, in, big, yeah I've heard of it. In the, you know, they only accept 24 people or, you know, anywhere from 20 to 25 Where people. Where is it again? It's about uh, 45 minutes north of Manhattan. And where did you grow up? You're East Coast guy, right? I'm Long Island, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah you hear a little bit. I have a little bit uh, – yeah, I have a, a little bit of the Long Island still in there. Um, but Maybe it's – um, but it's – you know, I had to – well, this is what you go to acting school for, right? So yeah. you can kind of, you, you, you're no longer regional. You, yeah. I don't talk like this anymore. You know, uh-huh. I, I, I talk like a guy that, that that's – Oh, my God. You know, that was so hot. That, that. that would this – is, this is how my, – my family, when I would come home from, from school, would uh-huh. say, oh, is it coffee, Rob? Is it coffee? It's coffee, Rob. It's coffee. <laughs> what do you, what's the matter with you? You know, like that's so. That's how my family. Do you ever talks. slip into it? I do. If I'm I drunk do, or tired, I, same thing. It's it's when I'm when I'm drunk or when I'm talking to my family and I'm at home. And then oh, my yeah. and my and my my wife always calls me on it. She's like, "Oh my god, you just slipped right into Long Island accent. It was hilarious." So I have every single every one of my family. If you brought them on your show, they would they would sound like you know like Fran Drescher. Like everybody sounds wow. very very Long Island. My gra- my grandmother grew up in the Bronx, you know, Turdy Turd Street. You know, like oh, wow. that's how she talks and. So yeah, so that's where I came from. Anyway, I went to SUNY Purchase, acting conservatory with their four year program, which is like two years too long, and yeah. then got out, got out of yeah. school and uh, moved to Manhattan. And it was like, hey, you know, hey guy who only has a, a degree in breathing, um, now go try to make some money at this thing that yeah. we've never taught you how to run a business. We've never taught you how to be, you know, uh-huh. how to audition. We never taught you the ins and outs of like day to day life when you're being an actor. Yes. we just taught you how to do plays from start to finish. And it's like that is this, the most un. Like my undergrad unhelpful. was in music. I don't know if you remember that. That's in right. Opera, yes, I do remember. Same thing. Yes. It's all about the art, but nothing about the business. I think they've actually changed that at North Texas now. But yeah, why do you think only one percent of actors work? Yeah, 
You know, they don't know fucking how to run a business. Exactly. And well, there's I mean, you know, Leslie Kahn with, you know, her credit, like she a lot of those actors work because she talks specifically about business. She does. You know, and I have a good friend of mine who's uh, Jeff Meacham, who was on my podcast. He's Mm. he's uh, Jeff Meacham is on the show Blackish. He's uh, he's the he's the white guy and one of the white guys in the office. Uh uh, Totally like uh, obnoxiously racist. Doesn't know that he's racist. Just says oddly racist things like the first episode of the first season. He his line was like he goes up to Anthony Anderson, the lead role, uh, he says, like, how would a black guy say hello? And Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Anderson just goes, uh, hello? No, 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 no. If you were black, how would you say hello? And, and it's just like, okay, I get it. It's just basically the cool thing about it is it sums up the character in, in like, two lines. I, you know, being from Oklahoma, I know um, – I love Isn't that my, funny My favorite But I know a lot of people That would yeah. say that Yeah exactly So it's just like it, it was um, So anyway That was my That was one of my uh, You know One of my friends That we went to college with And, mm-hmm. and anyway He went to Leslie Kahn oh, Okay And his career Didn't go anywhere Uh huh Until he was with Leslie Kahn He had some like yeah. Blips in the ra- You know Blips on the screen there Of like mm-hmm. Getting s- small parts Here and there But Leslie Kahn Basically Kind of uh, Taught him how to be A businessman Around being an, an actor mm-hmm. So you know Now this has turned Into a total uh, You know Paid programming By Leslie Kahn Yeah it's and true her, And her terrible it's Fucking true. website <laughs> <It's true. laughs> She needed She needed to raise money <laughs> to, It's true To design this new website So now we're running ads We are We are running ads <laughs> So uh, for any actor out there that feels like you don't know how to uh, have go your... to Dear Maddie slash Leslie Kahn and I'll get a 10% bonus every time you sign up for a class. You got an affiliate, affiliate program. <laughs> so, so true. So, but you, so like, yeah. was there, and the reason why I want to talk about this, because we've yeah. talked a little bit like you're a big guy, like, into like, uh, uh, and we're going to talk about this with working out and stuff yeah. like that and some questions, but like, you're a big guy into therapy and like self reflection yeah. and just, so the reason I'm asking that is, um, you know, because I've done, I, um, I don't do as much anymore just because – but I did a class for a while and stuff like working with actors and stuff and more of like the emotional aspect of acting and all that. Yeah. And what I found like um, is it, – it's it, it, not just acting, but I feel like people like we we say this is our thing and people use that as an identifier as who they are and it's – and but they hang on to it too long when they really – it's something they should like let go. Like I actually love that you said – I'm retired from acting because I feel like a lot of people don't even have kind of the self-assuredness to say that. Mm. And they say, oh, I'm an actor. Well, and then you ask what they've been doing and they haven't done anything for seven years. Right. But they're still calling themselves an actor. And and I just recently did that like stand-up comedy. People are like, oh, you're a stand-up comic. And I'm like, you know, and I just say, not really. No, you know, I did it for like yeah. three years and I liked it and had fun. But it's just I don't get joy in it anymore. And so I'm kind of doing more producing, whatever. Yeah. And so I try to own that and not be like, oh, yeah, I'm still a stand-up. Because it's just right. anyway. So how did you get to that place where you're actually able to say, "Yeah, I'm not really an actor anymore, and I'm cool with that"? <clears throat> that's a that's a really good question. I um I'll, I'll be uh, the the one there was a there was a moment when I knew that I wanted to stop being an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, it was and not that I knew I wanted to stop being an actor. I should, that's probably not the right framing. But um when I when I was when I said I was just going to be a personal trainer, mm-hmm. um. It was almost like, and I and I wasn't going to be an actor anymore. I actually got rid of my agents. I had a commercial mm-hmm. agent. I had a, a theatrical agent. Um, I had a manager. I just called everybody, and I was like, I'm done. And they were just like, 
seriously? And I'm like, yeah. And I don't think that happens very often. I think most of the time an actor gets they kind of fade they, away. They kind of fade away or they get or they get, you know, their their manager kind of calls them and says, "You know what? It's not really not working out." Were you out. working at the time you know? too when you were kind of I like was a- on and off like working. It was just like every other fucking actor. You just yeah. go, you go out there and you're auditioning for, you know, commercials and then you have 6 months where you never step into a casting, a, you know, agent's office and then you and then you like and then you book something small and and then you feel like, "Oh, and it's like it's like, "Oh, I feel like there's hope. I might I might succeed at this." And then mm-hmm. but it was just this up and down. And I mm-hmm. to be honest, that was before I started doing therapy. That was before I like started like focusing on myself mm-hmm. and really taking care of myself. And I think that you know uh, a lot of my a lot of my confidence as an actor <laughs> was was pure kind of ego, mm-hmm. and then was also um, something that falls into therapy that actually we, we could talk about. But you know, falls into my ego, but also. Um, it was a lot of it was stripped away from 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 when I was going to conservatory. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they they make a they make it a point to basically tell you you suck so they can tell you how to do it. Yeah, right. my school did that, too. and I fucking hate that. And yeah. you know, the, the, it's like the Me worst too. thing you can do. And it was interesting. I had a I had a speech coach that got that basically she walked out the end of my freshman year, and then she came back and she came back my my senior year, which was interesting. She disappeared for two years. Mm-hmm. She was really influential to me. And then the, the final year that she came back, she said one of the worst things I ever did for you guys was tell you to lose lose your accent for one was but to tell you to lose your identity like i was trying to make mm. everybody the same because i thought that i had to wipe the slate clean before mm. we can before we can basically create a new piece of art mm. and that was the worst thing that i could have done for you guys mm. and it was just like that's how i feel i feel like i was i feel like i was a phenomenal piece of art that mm. got painted over white and now i was trying to create recreate that same thing that same exact emotional strength that same exact uh, ego that all of those things that i had from my childhood and i was trying to somehow recreate that from a place where ha- mm. that had been completely de- deconstructed and it was really mm. hard to come back from that I, I went to i went to that makes me emotional actually because that's exactly how i feel about singing exactly like i've never had anybody describe it so succinctly yeah. of how I felt about singing. Anyway, go ahead. No, but and it's you know this is I think that this is one of the reasons why I think that I'm getting good at what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's mm-hmm. in, in terms of coaching now. Maybe teary, Rob. Woo! Uh, is this Woo! a first? Has anybody made you tear up? A little bit, a little bit, but no, I, I'm not. I'm dead inside. I don't normally cry. <laughs> I don't know why I don't, but I'm like, woo, woo. This is like, okay. But it's, you know, when things really speak to you from the heart, when really they can, mm. like, break through all the layers of all the bullshit that all those, you know, those, all of those uh, borders and, and, uh, and walls that we put up around ourselves to keep ourselves safe, mm-hmm. if, if something can really kind of boom and, and strike right through, that's when you know that, that's, that there's something really truly there mm-hmm. that needs to be addressed, that needs mm-hmm. to be talked about, and needs to be figured out. You're a therapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So there's and, – and, you know, and, and as I talk about multiple times with you – know, sh- on my show um, and with my wife, we've, we've been doing therapy for years. Uh, and it's, and, it's un- and I didn't realize any of this stuff until like the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And it's been a huge change for me, not just, um, not just with, my, you know, with my business but also my relationship and all this stuff. So anyway, going back – you know, um, when I when I when I was going out into the world, I, like I said, I felt like I was trying to recreate something that didn't exist anymore, mm-hmm. that was gone, and it was it was years, a decade, mm-hmm. of floundering. Mm-hmm. And so when you asked me like, how did it feel when you gave up acting? You know, it felt fucking great. Mm. It felt great because it felt like it was for the first time in my life. I felt like I didn't have to pretend to still be that mm. because whatever that was when I was that ten years ago, bef- like when, bef- when I felt really good, really passionate about all of that stuff, mm-hmm. and was it, it was intrigued by it and interested in all of it. Uh, all of that was gone. 
Mm. All of that intrigue and interest was gone because it had been deconstructed. So n- now when I when I shed that and I was like, okay, I want to do something else. Now my my now the horizon was much mo- much more clear mm-hmm. for me. I could go and try something, you know. And for me, it first started out with personal training. I had this. Uh, I went to a. <laughs> it sounds really silly when I think about it. I went to like this millionaire mind seminar. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this? Mm-mm. There's this guy who's a speaker. He runs this web this uh, this this seminar that's huge. Thousands and thousands of people go. It's called Millionaire Mind. The Millionaire Mind seminar, something like that. Anyway, one of the things he said was. If you try to put – basically, if you're trying to put yourself in in multiple different businesses, and it was all about business, um, you're going – you're not going to succeed at any. Or you're only going to succeed at each one of them you know, in very, very small increments. Mm -hmm. So I had like this epiphany. I was trying to be an actor. I was trying to be a personal trainer. I was trying to start a business. I was trying to like – I was trying to do all of these things uh, that – because I want to be successful in my life. I think we all just want to be successful. And you're ambitious. And I think having that ambition, yeah. Right. So so I was like, okay – what are the things that I'm passionate about right now? One of the things at the time was I was passionate about being a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And I was passionate about creating something that was, you know, where uh, another thing that they said was if you want to be good, if you want to be, uh, if you want to be successful at something, you have to become the resident expert amongst everybody that you know. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So that meant I had to really dive into and like start creating a Facebook page and starting mm-hmm. a website and all that stuff. Like if I look at, back at it now, that was terrible. Yeah. The way that I was doing it, I watch people now as they start their businesses mm-hmm. and they start their companies and whatever they're doing and I watch them kind of trip and fall and say things and, and promote their businesses in a way that's just so transparent mm-hmm. that it's just like, give me money, give me money, give yeah. me money. Yeah. You know, come to me, come to me. I have all your answers. And it's like, that is just the worst way. That's been... To Man, do business, it, it, and I, I, I hate that you know people say, "Oh, you should do this and that," and a lot of times the people that are telling me, "Yo, you should do this and that," and um, you know, we had a conversation earlier. You, you were just kind of helping me and saying, "Oh, talking about like ways I could utilize Facebook and stuff." And that's the first time where somebody told me to do something. I felt like that was like an authentic way for me to do something, like mm. something I would that wouldn't be about me just trying to get money or, but it's just about me like actually helping people yeah. because I feel like a lot, yeah. of, a lot of times people say, "Oh." you should do this and that and yeah. i'm like yeah but your stuff literally basically says i'm gonna like uh because like i'm gonna oh i'm gonna say it out loud which makes me but like i've been like conceptualizing trying to like write a book or something like that but I, i'm saying that so many people know like oh write a book and i'll go and see what book they wrote and it was like a a 10 page like <laughs> web book right. and i'm like ebook yeah i'm like and ebooks are fine, but I'm like, I don't want to fucking write like a ten page bullshit book just so I can say, you get to download three pages of my ebook for free and now buy it. Like, yeah. I want to do something that actually affects people, and right. those people a lot of times say, do this, do this. They're doing that total transparent bullshit. Anyway. Yeah, you know, one of the things that you learn only early on is that you, unless you're willing to give everything away, you're never going to help anybody. Ooh. That is some fucking truth talk right there. Say that again. Unless you're willing to give everything away, you're never going to help anyone. And it's totally true. I fucking love you, Rob. Because, That's you know, so here's true. the deal. When somebody comes to me and they ask for, ask for my opinion, I will give them everything I know. Mm-hmm. Right? And, 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 and if, you know, if I hold on to that information, mm-hmm. right? If I hold on to it like, no, I have to protect this bit of information because mm-hmm. – um, because – 
if I give it away, they know too much, and then they're not going to hire me. They're not going to pay mm-hmm. me. They're not going to give me anything. Well, the only time anybody's ever going to trust you is if they feel like you are giving them everything you've got, mm-hmm. that you're basically betting on them, that you're saying that I believe I believe in you so much that I'm willing to give you all this information because if you took this, mm-hmm. I promise you, you will succeed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it is, relationships, business, your, 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 whatever your fucking yeah. dream is. Mm-hmm. If you took that information and you, and you went with it full on, then you you are going to succeed, right? And if I if I and now you get to make the decision now, mm-hmm. because I'm not telling you it's easy to do that. Mm-hmm. I've never fucking pretended it was easy. I'm just telling you this is these are the steps that you have to take in order to get the thing that you want. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to do that, then just do those five things or ten things or whatever it is, whatever my giveaway is or whatever mm-hmm. my advice is to you, mm-hmm. right? And if that person says, you know, Rob, uh, that's really hard. It's like, well, I, I mean, I can help you. But my, but you know, I'm really busy right now, and and I can't just like you know give you things for free. You know, mm-hmm. like I can't just like work for you for free. Yeah. So if you really do want me to help you, and you want me to coach you through this, uh, I'm happy to, and I'd love to do that because I really do believe in you. Because mm-hmm. and that's I wouldn't be talking to you if I didn't. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. so if you want me to help you, I'm there for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and and here's here's how much I charge. Um, and if that doesn't work for you, let me know because I'm happy to negotiate mm-hmm. because everything's up for negotiation. Let's be honest. There's there's no such thing as a fucking price tag mm-hmm. in life, yeah. right? So you, you know, let's and let's let's make this work between mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. because every, a part of every good negotiation is both parties leave happy. Yeah, bad business people make the other person. Their goal is to make the other person feel like they you know like they They've they been... want to feel like they want. Yes, mm-hmm. but if if you're a good if you're really truly good at negotiating. Both parties feel like they just walked away winning. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's 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 insane. You know, there's something I I don't know if you watched. Did you watch the, the new um Warren Buffett documentary on HBO? No, I didn't know there was one. Oh my god, it's it's amazing. I love documentaries too. Love documentaries, love Warren Buffett. Yeah. Um, I do. He said something in there that falls in line with this. And this, you know, he said something, he goes, Love is a funny thing. The more you give it away, the more you keep getting back. Mm. You can't get rid of love. Because the more you try to get rid of it and mm. give it to other people, mm-hmm. the more they give you back. The more you try to hold on to love, the faster it runs away. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's the same thing with information. It's the same thing with building an audience. the same mm-hmm. thing with building a community. The more you try to hold on to what you have to give, mm-hmm. the harder it is for you to create that community. Mm-hmm. And for so many early on entrepreneurs, business owners, whatever it is, whatever your thing mm-hmm. is, whether it's you're an actor or whatever it is, the more you try to hold on to it, mm-hmm. like it's some kind of fucking secret or it's some, it's, it's like you got to play it so close to the vest, the, the harder it is for you to actually succeed mm-hmm. and get further on. And you know, the best actors, you're just like, oh my, how many times have you heard this? Like the best actors, like that person is just so giving. Mm-hmm. Every time like you see them perform, it's like a gift. Yeah. Every time you meet them, they're unbelievably present and with mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Like those are the people I fucking want to be around. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Those are the people I love because uh-huh. they're just like all there with you. Yeah. Giving, giving, giving. Uh-huh. And it never stops. And you're just like, fuck, man, I- I'll give you what you-, you need the keys to my car right now. Like, what do you need? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you can have it. Like I would give you I would give you anything. Mm. And that's the and that's I think what most people forget in life. They think that they have to. They think they have to play it close. They think they have to keep something for themselves. Mm-hmm. And in reality, you know, nobody's gonna want. Nobody's gonna come to you if you're only going halfway to them. Mm. So you know. So anyway, and it, you, there's another saying in business where it's meet them where they're at. Uh huh. So which means that you know I can't meet you halfway. I can't expect you to meet me halfway. I have to meet you where you are. 
right? So mm-hmm. if I'm at like as a personal trainer, mm-hmm. as a, you know, if I came to you and I was like, and 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 I was trying to talk to you about health, and you were like, Rob, I you know I I, I you know tell me about fitness, and I was just like, well, tell me about you. Mm-hmm. That's the question mm-hmm. that I need to ask: is tell me about you. What is what's going on with you? Mm-hmm. What do you need help with? You know, and then I find out where you are, because I can't fucking meet you where you are if I just hand you a piece of fucking paper and it says do this workout mm-hmm. and then I hand you a book that says eat this food and like mm-hmm. I just and I just hand it off to you that way mm-hmm. I'm not serving you mm-hmm. right I, I'm serving you just like a therapist I'm mm-hmm. serving you if if I'm if I I'm able to sit down with you and actually try to understand you meet mm-hmm. you where you are and then give your wife is the luckiest woman in the world <laughs> oh, thank oh you. my gosh I'm I learned a lot of this from her though you know, and mm. we learned it from each other. I tell you, I, mean, I grew up in Long Island. I'm I'm one of the most shut off guys ever. Like I can, you see this? This is me shutting off everything <laughs> that's happening right now. You know, like, you know, like this is that's that's how I was, and it was really mm. hard to have a conversation with me for Devin, and not, and that was we we've been together since fuck what. Uh, well, what's what year is this? 2017. Mm-hmm. So we've been together. It'll be 17 years this summer. Oh wow! Or this this September, right? Cool. So we, we got we we started dating in 2000. We've been married since 2008. So nine years married this summer. So we've Congrats. been together for a really long time. Yeah. We've kind of gone through the stages of being, you know, of being kind of closed off and and not communicating. And mm-hmm. you know, I come from a shit. My family doesn't talk about anything uh-huh. that's really bothering them. Uh huh. You know, they're really they're really kind of shut off to that. Are you Italian? Uh, yes. Well, my mom and my, my grandmother, that side is Yugoslavian Italian, and my mm. dad's side is French Canadian. My dad's side doesn't uh, talk. Uh, like, okay. they are the ones that don't talk. Uh, my mom just talks at you. At you. <laughs> you know? So it's like there is no listening, uh-huh. period. Yes. You know? It's, so it's like, it's, it, it, that's, and that's how I was, and that's how I thought life was. Mm. And you have to be very, very, very opinionated. You know, I, not to generalize, but like I feel like Long Island people, uh, you know, kind of East Coast, but like centered around like all the boroughs of Manhattan and like mm-hmm. out to even out to like Jersey and stuff like that. But I find that people are very um, guarded, mm-hmm. and it, but it comes off as confident, and it's Ooh. a very hard thing to discern between the two if you're not from there, mm. and you haven't kind of kind of transitioned out of that. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I know what it, I know what bullshit looks like. I know what when somebody's like really being confident, really being strong, really being like like taking charge, mm-hmm. and what the, and and I can walk away or I can see that and just go, wow, that person's really insecure, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that that is a that is a very common thing because and you know that it's you, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know that it's you if you have no idea why you're fucking mad right now. <laughs> That is the truth. If you don't know why you're, if you don't know why you're fucking mad, it's you. Because no, because yeah. I see that, I, I see that with other people. I see yeah. that with myself. I've seen that. My boyfriend yeah. and I call each other sometimes. Like we'll be really mad at something. They're like, "What are you mad about?" And I'll be like, "I don't know." And he'll go, <laughs> "Exactly." I'm like, "Oh, why did I say yes to this? That's what I'm mad about. I knew I should have said no, and I right. overextended myself, and I'm pissed at myself. Right. So I'm angry. And then he's like, "Come here, have a hug." Right. You know. And yeah. that's part of the communication, though. And it's, you know, one of the things that I was going to talk to you about and we were, we were talking about before was, you know, I just started doing a lot of uh, online coaching. Mm-hmm. And that's a total transition for me because I mm-hmm. work mostly with one-on-one clients here in Los Angeles. And I, and I, and I say this – I have to be careful kind of how I say it, but it doesn't it, – I'm not passionate about that anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason being is because uh, training clients one-on-one – not that I don't like training clients one-on-one, but I would say most of the clients who train one-on-one that are willing to pay L.A. prices mm-hmm. think that the money works for them. 
Not mm. that they work. Not that they're put there. It's it's their job to put in the time to actually mm-hmm. you know get healthy because that's what mm-hmm. they're paying me for. The help they're they're paying me to help them get fit and healthy, mm-hmm. right? But when I work with somebody online. The cost is obviously, you know. So actually, it's 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 actually close. It's the same. It's almost the same price, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of like hourly pay or something like mm-hmm. that. But but the but the uh, the difference is is that when I when I'm you know when you, when you work with your trainer, you work with a trainer, mm-hmm. right? Right mm-hmm. across, right near where you where your job is. Uh, how much conversation do you guys have that's in depth, like we are having? Mm, a little. We have a little because I think because I'm more therapist minded, right? And I call out like. Like I jokingly told them, I'm like, hey, I have an inner fat girl. Like her name is Bertha. And like <laughs> I joke about her, but like Bertha does not like really fights me sometimes yeah. on fitness and stuff like that. But nothing like this. Like it's maybe collectively I've been seeing him for like a, uh, two months now. And collectively we probably had like 30 minutes maybe of a conversation. Overall of that time. Overall of that time. Now when I work with my clients now one-on-one via Skype, it's all this. Mm. It's like what is happening with you? Mm-hmm. Like when I start working with somebody, how like the first thing is is like what's I want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to know where they're finding their roadblocks. They think that they're coming to me for for a workout program, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I but I never tell them that. I mean, I, I never say that they are going to get one. I always mm-hmm. I preface with before I before I take on a new client online, I always mm-hmm. say we're not doing workout programs. We're not doing nutrition. I'm not taking anything away from you, and I'm not making your life unbearable for the next for mm-hmm. the next twelve weeks. Mm-hmm. What we're gonna do is we're gonna to work on you know finding out what makes you tick mm-hmm. and finding out what's going to make what's really going to change the course of where your life is going right now mm-hmm. because you know it, you know you ever watch the cosmos where uh, neil degrasse tyson talks about show. right I own it on blu-ray it makes that makes me cry so he talks about like how uh how the, uh, the how the the the, the, the it was, i forget it was like the moon or was Haley's Comet or something like that? Like something happened, and there was like where this this uh, molten meteor hits something, and it moves an inch. It moves, yeah. He talks about it. it moves an inch, and then that, but little, compounded over billions, billions of miles, billions of miles and years. Yes, it's it's like it's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of millions of miles, and like that from was where, comets that hit the Earth to create life on Earth. Right. So now look at your life like that. Mm. Right, so look at your life in the direction that it's going, and what that means for twenty years from now. Mm-hmm. Right, because it's you're heading in one direction. Uh huh. Right, and you make every choice Whoa, you make. I just got goosebumps. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> Fuck you, Rob. You're amazing. Okay, keep going. So every choice you make uh-huh. moves you an inch. Mm. But twenty years from now, that inch could mean living five more years, or mm. ten more years, or less if it goes the wrong way. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you make if you make the choice to do something like I don't know, like pick up smoking as a kid, <laughs> yeah, you know that's a choice. Moved you an inch today, uh-huh. but now twenty years, thirty years down the line, you are way off fucking course. Wow. Right. So th- this is this is kind of like figuring out now what the job is. Is that I, I, I what I do with people is I say, okay, here's where we are. Meet mm-hmm. them where they're at. Mm-hmm. Right. Here's where they are now. What are some of the things that you're doing that we can w- – and, and instead of taking things away, how do we add something to your life that moves you an inch, mm. that moves you – and I call them easy wins. Mm-hmm. Right? What's an easy win we can do this week that we're going to do every day mm-hmm. that is super simple, that, that if you didn't do it, you're an asshole for not doing it? <laughs> Like, why didn't you, why are you hiring me if you're not going to do this one thing? I'm laughing because I can actually hear you saying to your client, you're an asshole if you don't do this. And I will. And I've because I talk to them the same way. Like, they know because they listen to my show. I have an explicit show as well. Uh-huh. Like, they know that I, I, I don't, I, I see didn't get through rid bullshit. Of all, you didn't get rid of all the Long Island. No, the Long Island's still there. Exactly. <laughs> you can take the guy out of Long Island, right? <laughs> um, but, uh, so, 
anyway, so what I do is like like one thing one thing first thing usually is water, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Sounds really simple, but most people don't drink enough water in a day, mm-hmm. you know, and that over time can really make a difference. That could move you an inch. So mm. one of the things, so it's like w- w- this week, all you're going to focus on is drinking 80 to 100 ounces of water. Got it? So can you do that from now until the next time we talk? How much is that? How much? I don't even know how many ounces. That's about twenty to twenty-four ounces. So it would be probably about two. It would be it would be about three to four of those. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah, you could do like three or four of those right yeah. in a day. Uh-huh. You'll pee every every half hour, but yeah. but that's just your body getting used to that. But yeah, uh-huh. that's probably about twenty-four ounces. It looks like so. That's like that's like step one. Okay. Right? And then over time you keep building on those those skills, those habits, those mm-hmm. little needle movers, those little like minute winnable actions, and you start to build those. Mm-hmm. And then as the twelve weeks when I you know, I usually work with people in twelve week spans, mm-hmm. we build and we basically what we do is we're constructing a ship that is moving in a direction that cannot be stopped. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's it's just it's it's now it's like a tanker. On the ocean, moving, right? And so what we've done is your tanker was pointed north to freezing cold weather where you're about to hit an iceberg and uh-huh. fucking crash, yeah. and, crash and, and drown. You were going to lead Leonardo DiCaprio that, that shit. shit? Right, exactly. Spoiler alert, he dies <laughs> if you don't know. Right? Uh, so what we did was we slowly turned the course. Mm-hmm. And so we, now we're pushing it towards like facing south to warmer weather where now you can kind of sail for good. Mm-hmm. You know, from now until – I the, 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 the journey doesn't end until you have a tag on your toe. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when the journey ends. So when yeah. somebody's like, "So when am I? When am I healthy? When am I? When am I skinny enough? When am I? When am mm-hmm. I done with this? Mm-hmm. You're done when you're dead. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's just the end of that. That's like yeah. that's as far as that conversation goes. You're done when you're dead, because mm-hmm. if you think that getting healthy is a is a 12 week program is a is P90X or is you know is this like cleanse that you just did for 10 mm-hmm. days? If you think mm-hmm. that's getting healthy, you get your head so far up your ass you don't know which way's up. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's one of the things, one of the discussions that I have on my show. That's the, the that's the constant conversation I have with my clients. Um, and it's and it's until you're ready to kind of understand that about mm-hmm. about health, you y- you really are you're really lost. Mm. You're in a mm. you're in like this you know this this white room where you don't, you can't tell where anything is and you're just looking in every direction everything looks the same. Mm-hmm. So like this is this is the this is like the true step into being healthy. Mm. Unless you're like willing to understand that you're, you're, if you, the choices you make on a day-to-day basis are pointing you in a specific direction, mm-hmm. unless you're ready to kind of look at what that is, mm-hmm. right? First thing in therapy, right? One of the first things that is like really just look at the moment. What's happening? Mm-hmm. What's really happening in this mm-hmm. moment? And then being able to like understand it and then be able to kind of redirect it mm. and stopping. And one of the things I talk about is it, lots of problems come up because let's be honest, uh, I can give. I can tell you to drink water. I can tell mm-hmm. you to you know do some exercise. I can tell you to take a walk every day. Right? It could be all of those things. But mm-hmm. in reality, if you have if you have some shit that came up comes up for you from your because of your dad, because of your mom, because uh-huh. of your parents, all this stuff, all your siblings, something that happened in high school, all these different things that kind of shaped who you are today, that kind of holds you back. The reason why you're insecure, mm-hmm. like me with college and getting deconstructed in college, and then creating this shitty fucking Bob Ross picture of what used to be Van yeah. Gogh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like this is that. Oh, yeah, is, that's why I won't do. Um, or I even try. That's why I, uh, I tried it like once. And I was like, nope. Like CrossFit does not work for me because it just it takes me back to that teenage 
kid or that fifth not teenage uh fifth fourth grade kid who like at the time had to play sports yeah it was in like the guy the boys locker room like the boys club and yeah. was the effeminate kid that totally like at least the crossfit places the uh the the one that i specifically it was just so much of like that boys bro club yeah 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 i was like i actually feel like emotionally not safe here yeah like i just can't do this yeah and so but that was okay i i kind of found some you know i did other stuff but i still had that mentality a little bit it's better it's much better now but even still when i walk into a gym mm-hmm. i always like have that thing of like am i gonna be like an unathletic or like weak man it's like a man thing that i'm not as much as a man because i felt not m- as much as a boy, and it's tied up. right down to yeah. that to that moment when you said you like when you, when you were that age when you were a young kid. Yeah, it's tied to that moment. Yeah, and that's so anchored in there. Mm-hmm. But then you, so then you 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 broke it down. You said, okay, that doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. I just I understand that that's what's happening. That feeling mm-hmm. is coming from there, but it's visceral. It's like I can't control that. That's mm-hmm. that's something that's not I'm not worth. I'm not I'm not willing to <laughs> to kind of go through mm-hmm. whatever it's going to take to go through to to get good at CrossFit because yeah. it just doesn't make me feel good. Yeah. But so then you start asking yourself, and this is again like how I work with people is I'll say like so what. What does interest you? Mm-hmm. What are you interested in doing? Uh-huh. Or what are you? Let me ask you this: Like, how often? How often a day are you willing to dedicate to to just doing something physical? Mm-hmm. You know, twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Twenty minutes is like is like one one and a half percent of your day. You, you're mm-hmm. willing to dedicate that much time to to just doing something physical? And then if the answer is yes, because if it's not yes, then why the fuck are we talking to each other? Exactly. Right. So it's like, okay, yeah, sure, okay, I'll dedicate twenty minutes. Great. Keep talking. I'm just moving my dog. <laughs> it's just turning my dog around. But, you know, so then you figure out, okay, so you, you're going to give me 20 minutes every day. Um, what are you willing to do mm-hmm. for 20 minutes? It's like, uh, I don't know. I can take a walk. Great. You can take a Great. walk. 20 minutes. Perfect. Is that something that's that's like actionable that you can do every single day? Fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's all I want you to do. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not looking for you to become an expert at lifting weights. I'm not looking for you to like, you know, start like, you know, uh, po- like I don't know, like Olympic lifting or something mm-hmm. crazy. Where people, a lot of people think that that's what they have to do. Mm-hmm. Join a CrossFit class. You yeah. have to go from zero to sixty. And- I used to do that. I would do that. I would do like a, I would do a boot camp. I would do this. Yeah, it was very different. Like this time, I didn't even. Um, and my boyfriend and I, and we, it's, it's going slower, but like we, he wanted to run a half marathon this October mm-hmm. and he, and he said, do you want to do it? And I said, okay, I'll, I will do that. And, but instead of being like, I need to go run, I need to do this. I don't know. I don't even know who I talked to. Oh, it was a girl at my day job who's super fit. And, uh, and my trainer reemphasized this when I met him, just kind of like, it was the first time that, uh, you know, I said, oh, I need to start running more and stuff. And he said, you know, working with you, he's like, you you don't have very great balance. He's like, you have a pretty weak core and like your back. He's like, I'd rather you just like spend the time right now kind of like working on your fitness. He's like, you have plenty of time to start training for a marathon. He's like, take it slow. Yeah. And that was helpful for me because that's kind of all I've been doing since January. It's like nothing crazy. Just like I work out like three times a week, but it's becoming more and more a routine. And then that, and then, uh, changing and again not crazy but just changing meal prep where one meal a week mm-hmm. i prep in advance so i know for that one meal what i'm gonna eat and like and that's like that's been huge for me and that is a that is a, that's another big one that's another huge one for a lot of people you know there was a question i sorry y'all we're having therapy for me right now rob's <laughs> working it out for yeah, me tables well, are turned it, it, i'm trying to create uh, one of the things i'm working on in the next couple of weeks is um i'm creating my coaching page i've never had anything with all the stuff that i do i've never had anything to sell like i've been 
doing my podcast, mm-hmm. creating content on my website for three years. Mm-hmm. I've never tried to sell anything. Mm-hmm. You know, part of that give, 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 give. And it was mm-hmm. like, and, and I think you feel like that too. You're like, I don't know what I would want to sell. I don't, it feels, and it feels kind of gross. It's like, I don't want to become like, uh-huh. I don't want to now like just start like trading my knowledge for money. That mm-hmm. feels really weird, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's like, but let's be honest. If we want to, if we want to do what we love, mm-hmm. then let people pay us to do what we love. Yeah. Rather than rather than you know working in an office, or rather than being a waiter, or rather mm-hmm. than you know like look as an actor, nobody's fucking paying me to do what I love. <laughs> so yeah. it took long enough for me to be like, all right, I think I need to stop doing that because that's what I really like to do, and nobody's paying me. So moving on, mm-hmm. you know. So you know, but if you are going to uh, uh, shit, I lost my train of thought. I was had such a good good oh, thing I wanted I to would... say, son of a bitch, and I do that once in a while. But it's all right. One of those hey, days. I have KDD, so I like. <laughs> I like, yeah. you know, I could be in the subject and then I could look in your brown eyes and go, what was I saying? <laughs> it, it happens yeah. to me. No, no, but you're talking about, we were talking, I, I was talking about the gym and I was talking about, do you like doing meal planning? You're doing some Oh, I was, stuff. okay, got it, got it. Okay. I was talking about, uh, I was designing my, 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 uh, my, Coaching page, uh-huh. right? And I was trying to figure out what are some of the taglines I can put on my coaching page. And I was brainstorming and brainstorming and brainstorming. And I was thinking, I was like, what would connect with people? Like, what is, you know, because a lot of the stuff, that, I'm not talking about like my, my, my taglines can't be six pack abs. My tagline can't be get ripped in, t- in, in, in 20 days. My tagline can't be drop 20 pounds in, in, in 15 days. It mm-hmm. can't be that because that's not what I do. Mm-hmm. It's not what I believe in. I think that's all horseshit and fucking you know, sales talk. Yeah. Right? So one of the questions that I thought should be somewhere on my homepage was whose job, which is, whose job was it to teach you how to live healthy? Mm. Whose job was it to teach you how to eat healthy and live healthy? And now when we think of it, it's like, hold on a second. Let me think about that for a minute because I remember as a kid sitting down for dinner at my, you know, with my parents and, you know, my mom would make this big meal for everyone, spaghetti and meatballs and all this stuff. And my mom would eat grilled chicken and broccoli across from us. Mm. And it was like, we're eating all of this stuff. Not to say that that's unhealthy, right? But she's eating something else because she was on a diet. So my interpretation was... Only when you need to lose weight do you need to eat like that. Mm. You know, I started thinking about it and I was like, you know, she never taught me about what good food was. And that's not because she didn't want to. It's because she really didn't know. A lot of people, I mean, many people didn't even know. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. Like our grandparents, like everybody switched from butter to Crisco because they thought it was healthier. Everybody switched from like butter to margarine or from like. And now we're back to butter again. From like real food to low fat food. You know, like, yeah, you know, I, we, we I realized that you've just seen fed up, right? Yeah, of course. Right. And so like course. watching yeah. that low fat, like that's what I remember. It made me so sad because I remember, I mean, my mom lost some, lost some weight, but I remember everything became low fat in our house, low fat, low fat. And then, and we were talking about it. And she's like, yeah. And I didn't realize that I was just putting more sugar in my body and your body. And I thought I was doing the right thing and that's feeding right. My family healthier, and it was it, it it was so sad. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's the problem though is that we get we get all of this misinformation, and that's one of the great things about podcasts these days. Yeah, because podcasts the wild west of information. You get to choose who gives you. The, the I agree information that for anything want. health. I honestly most of my politics stuff now because I'm just yeah. kind of like Trumpcast. Yeah, I haven't, no, Trump? I haven't listened to. Trump oh my god, cast. it's hilarious! Oh, it is. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, he just he just talks. It's, it's I the the guy. I don't even know. How, I know I think, it. I've heard it, but I've never they, it's just it. so funny. So yeah, you got to watch it, and it's really informative too. And they yeah, that, on I feel like podcasts. Like yeah, I agree with you. Like for the new wave of information, that's it. Yeah, 
That's the best way to get it. And so anyway, so like the question is, is like whose job was it to teach you how to be healthy? Mm-hmm. Well, you'd never had anybody teach you. Mm-hmm. Did you learn how to become a therapist because like just because you read it in a few books or you like watched a few like TV shows about it? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we gain our knowledge about health and wellness from from media, mm-hmm. from like watching the news. It says, mm-hmm. hey, did you find out that, hey, it turns out that, uh, you know, taking these pills will give you diabetes or, you know, like it turns out that like and we get all this weird shit. We collect all this information from mm-hmm. like the last 15 minutes of the news the news show at mm-hmm. five o'clock news right and then we're supposed to like somehow digest this and turn this into a way of living mm-hmm. and a way of eating and you know our parents i mean that's not that's that, that wasn't their job my dad mm-hmm. was a contractor my mom was a waitress like they didn't know like they were just doing the best they fucking could with five kids mm-hmm. you know they were just pasta on the table because like it's cheap it's cheap you know ex- yeah exactly so like but if i think about it, it's like it was it kind of was her job to teach me that but i don't fault her for not teaching me that because she had no you, you know Better, because her better. mom didn't teach her, yeah, and my grandmother's mother didn't teach her, mm-hmm. and my grandmother's mother's mother's mother didn't teach her, you know. So nobody uh-huh. fucking knew. Nobody knows how to eat healthy. So now, when I so one of the things is like, if you want to learn how to eat healthy, not for me, but for you, then that's what I can help you with. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what I can help you with. I can help you figure out what is the right way to eat for you, mm-hmm. and and by teaching you the different lessons that there are around food and how it interacts with your body, mm-hmm. how to pay attention to your body. Are you gassy when you eat food? Mm-hmm. Are you, do you feel bloated? Do you have diarrhea? Not to get too graphic. No, you know, like, do you get foggy? Do you have a foggy brain? Do you mm-hmm. have low energy? Do you just like, do you, you starve yourself? Do I you did eat? realize meal prep. I, I made meal with broccoli and Brussels sprouts, and my boyfriend both were like, we, we can't put those two things on the menu for meal prep of the week. It was, it was, I was way too gassy yeah. with both of those things. It's so still- then, so then we learn how our body reacts to things. When we are gassy, when we have, when we're bloated, when we have certain reactions to certain food. It can come mm-hmm. in the form of like hot flashes. It's come in the form of like of headaches or mm-hmm. migraines, things like that, depending on who you are, right? That food, and the only way to know that is by knowing what you're eating. Like you can't just like kind of go in blind, right? It's like mm-hmm. it's like you know eating with a blindfold. You have no idea what you're eating if you're not mm-hmm. paying attention to it. So if you find out, if you can kind of create the map, the blueprint mm-hmm. of what's happening, mm-hmm. and say, okay, on this day I feel really bloated. I feel tired. I feel lethargic. What did I eat? Yeah, what did I eat this morning? What did I eat last night? I didn't sleep all last night. Wait, I, I had oh, I had like a I had like a turkey sandwich at like eleven o'clock last mm-hmm. night. What it is about the turkey sandwich that did that to me? And it's like, and then you could start deconstructing. It's because we don't, you know, we do, this reminds me of two things. You know, first of all, like it makes me think of, especially like people in the South, uh-huh. the way people in the South eat and a lot of, uh, a lot of, and my boyfriend, just because he's African-American, like a lot of African-American people, it's like a lot of the same food culture. And it's interesting as you're talking to, I, I thought, you know, one of the reasons I think that why the South just has higher obesity rates and people eat crappier, I think about my family, it's because literally... People that, unless you were aristocratic, people that were lower income or slaves were given like the shittiest, fattiest foods, and yep. they were, and that's what, and it's really good now. Yep. But that's what they ate, and so literally, there's just generations of generations that are just cooking the same thing. And I see that like yep. with my dad, and so nobody ever interrupts that. Like when you were talking about your family, yes, they're just doing what they, what the person did before them, and not even thinking. So there was that, and then also, you know, as far as I am. Um, the only time I've ever done a cleanse, and I did it not to lose weight. I did it. It's called like the clean cleanse. It's this guy in Santa Monica who's a doctor does it. It's okay. like four hundred bucks. It's like you get these like powder things, and you do you do like in supplements. You get like two shakes a day, but then you eat one meal a day, and that's what I did because I found that I'm a little 
I get like a little hypoglycemic or something. Like if I don't eat protein in the morning and stuff like that, I'm fucking shaky in like three hours and stuff because I just know that about my body. And I didn't want to be like my friend Jake who tried to do that fucking cayenne water pepper oh, cleanse yeah, yeah. and fainted on the second day. And he, <laughs> I know. I was, it was so funny. Shortcut he, to healthy. Yeah, he worked at a gay bookstore at the time in West Hollywood, and he fainted like stocking poppers. And I was like, that's the gayest thing I've ever <laughs> But anyway, the whole point of this, what I did like about that cleanse, and I'm not recommending it if you don't want to do it or not, but it was like a three-week thing, but it was like all about scientific method. It was the first time that I'd actually, like I have sinus issues. And pe- you know, people are like, gluten, gluten, gluten. And I'm like, I don't know if gluten affects me. And the whole thing is, is like for basically like two weeks, you take out like gluten, dairy, caffeine, sugar. Yeah. You take out the stuff. But the whole point, the doctor's not. He's like, I think this stuff is bad for you. But then the, what he does, he's like, do a reintroduction process and yeah. see like, like a lot of people don't realize when they eat tomatoes, that's why they get heartburn because they're having like tomato sauce, even like on healthy chicken. Mm-hmm. And what I learned from that, you know, I thought like, oh, I was having low energy and da, 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 and I thought, oh, I should give up coffee. And then I learned coffee actually doesn't affect me at all. In fact, I feel I, I get caffeine from it, but actually mm-hmm. like one cup of coffee and I'm great. But, yeah. And and bread, gluten doesn't affect me at all. I can eat all the fucking bread I want. Right. But I didn't I realized that's when I learned that dairy hugely affects my sinuses mm. didn't realize that at all and he but and 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 i realized that sugar was the reason why even like oatmeal with sugar it was the reason why i was crashing and having no energy and when Not i took that caffeine. out it changed but anyway the whole reason i'm talking about that dr younger's his name it's called like clean cleanse whatever it, it, i liked it but he said which resonated with what you're just talking about that was the longest callback to that sorry rob That's all but right. he said in his like little book, or it said, "Food is the information." People don't realize what you put in your body is how you're telling your body to feel. Mm. And it was mm-hmm. like from a therapist's perspective, making that connection of, you know, we talk about emotional eating that you get emotional and you want to go eat something, but we don't talk about like if you go to McDonald's and have French fries, how does that emotionally right. affect your happiness? Your said. Two hours later, and it was the first time I thought about in the after way, and I feel like that's what you're saying that yeah. makes I love. Yeah, yeah, because it, it doesn't it doesn't happen it doesn't necessarily happen immediately. Mm-hmm. You feel like you know you have this whatever it is you eat, and then it, 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 there might be a comfort food part and of it, it, and it does the endorphins and yeah, all that exactly. at first, it spikes yeah. your endorphins, and then like two hours later, you're like, I'm so tired. Why am I so tired? I don't know. Just get me some coffee. Or literally, I'm I'm anxious. Yeah. Why am I so anxious? Exactly. That's a big that's a big one as well. You know, and and I'm not sleeping well tonight. I think I have a lot on my mind. You know, like mm-hmm. all of these things. We think that we think that it's caused by like just random anxiety of things of stress that's happening in our lives, and we we attribute all of these problems. To stress, mm. half of your stress would be who would be probably in check if you if you somehow uh, figured out how your food was affecting you. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's so many there's there's I love that. The only thing we ingest is food. Mm-hmm. The only thing we put inside this machine we call our bodies is food. Mm-hmm. So if you were a Lamborghini, would you fucking dump dump whiskey in the bo- in in the mm-hmm. in the tank, or would you put like the highest octane gasoline? Mm-hmm. Right, like y- you wouldn't put shit in there. It just mm-hmm. wouldn't run right, mm-hmm. right? And, and and we continually just people think that this machine is going to run well. And when I mean run well, I don't just mean like gain weight or lose weight, right? It's like what we're talking about. It's all the, the ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So 
if you don't put in the good the good energy, the good, you know, the feelings, everything that comes in, all that food, then you're going to get a terrible result. Mm-hmm. It was another Warren Buffett. Here we go. Going back to that same exact mm-hmm. thing, right? Uh-huh. Warren Buffett had the classroom of kids, uh-huh. and he's sitting them down, and he's and Warren Buffett, one of the richest men, at some point was the richest. I think he's the top five now richest yeah. man in the world. Yeah. He, yeah. Sitting in front of these 20 kids, and he says, <clears throat> okay, I'm going to buy every single one of you a car. And everybody's like, what? What? And it's like, oh, he can afford it. He's fucking one of the richest men in the world. He could buy cars for everybody in town, right? Like, yeah. So he's like, I'm going to buy every single one of you a car, but it comes with one clause. You can only have that one car for the rest of your life. Would that mm. change the way you treat that car? Mm. And it's like, well, fuck yeah, of course. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we, I, I, don't, I don't care about the chipping on the paint of my car because I'm just going to get a new one in a few years. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the tires because I'm just going to change them out. You know, so I'll peel out around a corner. I'll slam on the brakes sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'll put in the, ni- you know, the 87 instead of the 93 because mm-hmm. I know that I can swap out that car in a couple of, you know, in another year mm-hmm. or two, right? But when we're talking about our bodies, we only get one shot at this. Mm-hmm. You get one shot. You get to be a Lamborghini or you get to be – or you mm-hmm. could, I mean maybe we get a Lamborghini, right? Maybe we're like mm-hmm. this ultimate athlete, right? And we, we can play and ride and fly on the road, right? But maybe we're a work truck, mm-hmm. right? And we're just big and strong and we can go through fucking brick walls. Maybe that's our body type, mm-hmm. right? But we still have to take care of that one vehicle mm-hmm. because that is the only one that's going to carry us from now until we're done. Mm-hmm. So you choose how you want to treat that. You know, you can you can be at the end of the road. You could be this beat up fucking bumper hanging off, tires flat. You know, smoke coming out of the, of the out of the tailpipe. That's the mm-hmm. way you want to end it. That's the way mm-hmm. that you want this car to come to a fucking halt. Then mm-hmm. okay, or you can ride it all the way to the finish line and still look good, mm-hmm. right? Seventy five, eighty five, ninety five, a hundred years later, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, I just read an article that the they they said by twenty thirty, the average age of but for people in like South Korea. Average age, like women are going to be living to the average age of 95. Men over there are going to be living to 90. Um, United States Americans are going the average age for women. We were the worst of all, like, most progressive countries. And women, the average age was going to be 83, and men was 79. Wow. Yeah. Wow. They almost lived, like, another 15 years. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and it so made me – the article talked a little bit, but I'm like – I actually thought somebody should do a documentary or something about this. Like, why yeah. are these people? Yeah, you know, what are they doing that? They're, 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 which I think they talked about they eat more fish or something yeah. like that. But. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it is. It's it's really mind blowing to me that we we do this. We kind of we do this to ourselves, and that's one of the things. I mean, I talk about. I literally talk about this all the time, mm-hmm. and it's not like in a in a kind of uh, in a kind of obsessive way. Maybe I am slightly obsessed. No, you should. But, but, no, but you know, but it's like you know, I, I wonder about this. I wonder about this whenever, whenever every choice I make because I make bad choices. I'm not a fucking superhuman. Mm-hmm. I eat buffalo wings. I eat pizza. I love hot dogs. I love mm-hmm. I love you know I love beer. I love everything that everybody else loves because that's the shit that I grew up with, and mm-hmm. I have an emotional connection to every single part of it, mm-hmm. right? But you know, there's certain things that I learned in my life, like you with you know your meal prep, with the things that you've kind of with the things. That You've you've learned that work best for you. Mm-hmm. Don't eat broccoli and fucking Brussels sprouts in the middle of the week. Shit doesn't work. Yeah, you know, not if you want to sleep in the same bedroom. Yeah. So like you know yeah. things like that. Yeah. Like so you learn those things throughout your life, and you make those choices, and eventually over time you start really etching out this path that actually works for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know I want to bring up because I think that uh, I, I wanted to mention this. I, I one of the things that I started doing with my podcast group mm-hmm. is everybody that. Um, 
you know, you have the listeners to your show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that I, I did for the listeners in my show was I created the Open Sky Fitness podcast group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, it's just a, it's just an extension of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. If I talk about this subject on the mm-hmm. show and I say, you know, and I say, you know, what what are your thoughts on this or how does this affect you or tell me your story i want to hear about you and mm-hmm. I, you know there's so i started this group and it it has grown now significantly we just passed 400 members this morning oh that's great which is oh, pretty cool wonderful. and we're constantly having and this shit's free y'all yeah, that's right. Exactly. It's a, you know, it's just it's a place to it's a place to talk about the things that you're working on. It's mm-hmm. a place to have uh, have other people help you stay accountable. Help you help, you get to help other people stay accountable. Mm-hmm. You get to continue the conversation so it's always there and present mm-hmm. for you, and not something that's on the back burner or in the back of your mind that you never mm-hmm. think about. So you know, this is a, this is something that I created uh, with my wife. That you know, it's it's just an extension of of. The same conversation that I feel like well, I have. Well, and I also think that, and I, I mean this in a positive way. I almost feel like sometimes, it, and I don't know if you're finding this that mm-hmm. obviously you're super valuable because we're, we didn't even get to the. We're not even going to get to the questions. Fuck it, questions. We're, no, we're already, no because like I love what you're. <laughs> but like I almost for some people this the group it could, is even more valuable than you because in in some ways because yeah. what i've seen with doing my camp with you know just and and having support especially mm-hmm. that's why it's interesting you say like i'm doing less and less one on one uh face to face coaching because i as a therapist and practitioner like i've become less and less interested in one on one and more and more interested in group therapy community therapy because nobody really does this on their own like i i know probably the biggest reason why um well two things that my health has changed significantly within the last um six months as far as just the way i look at working out and stuff like that because i'll be honest i was like that gay guy a year ago like i still could get abs and that's like totally out of my head now Mm -hmm. i mean it it's not like I'm not saying that I, I part of me is like, oh, that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. But it's more of a lot of it, honestly, is just the support of my boyfriend who's just I have just somebody who supports me and says, like, let's go for a walk. Or like when I don't want to do meal prep, he says it's important to me today. That and also it was a huge thing for me to um this last time I went home to Oklahoma and just seeing like my parents are both 66 and. I love them both very much, but my dad is like, you know, six one and like three, I think like three thirty. Right. And my mom could lose some weight too and just but I've seen what they eat and how they take care of themselves and how see and how seen especially with my dad, like he's starting to age, but the only reason he's yes, he's a contractor, plumbing contractor, so mm-hmm. his body's breaking down a lot because he physically worked his whole life, but yeah. you, I still wonder he's been big his whole life. And you know, I wonder like how would your body still be it's such a juxtaposition living in california because not that we're well maybe we are the healthiest state probably not but colorado was okay there you go oh yeah i just went to fucking boulder and there was like so they all looked like all the guys looked like porn models it was crazy (laughs) anyway but um but anyway seeing those still here in california seeing people in my life and and this is what i think i'm going back to the facebook group Mm -hmm. is seeing people of all different types of outside your community because here i see 70-year-old men who are fit, who yeah. are active, yeah. who look really good, who take care of themselves. And then I see them compared to like my 66-year-old father who – and I'm like suddenly the narrative – because growing up in the South, my dad, my mom, my aunts, my uncles, they are more the narrative of quote-unquote what older people look like 
in my so community. So it becomes acceptable. And it's accepted. So now I'm seeing it. And so this is what I love about people that live wherever in the world. They go on this Facebook group and they're saying like, oh, this is somebody I'm, you know, I'm a 35-year-old overweight mom with small kids. And like this is how I feel like moms should look this way they should feel this way they should eat this way they should you know emotionally binge on chocolate or whatever these narratives that come from media community and you see this other mom who you know is takes a different approach and still is you know uh, still able to care for her kids but is also able to care for herself in a different way that's not the narrative in your community that's the whole thing i wanted to talk about no and you just said something very important there it's to take care of yourself and that's the one thing that i think most people especially moms don't do don't know how to do is have self-care self-love oh yeah you know and it's 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 a that is a huge one yeah and i just i mean i had a i had a client breakdown recently Mm. just like with this with what she was struggling with and 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 most of it comes down not just to self-care like um but like self self like self uh abuse you know Mm. there's this Mm -hmm. we we look at ourselves and i do this too i think you know and i'm sure you do we all do it and we pretend that maybe we don't but like we all look at each look at ourselves in the mirror we we look at our we reflect and look at our lives and we think ugh, if only if only I had done that better or we compare ourselves to somebody else and we're like, how the fuck did that guy get as far as he did in less time and he's doing exactly what I want to do mm-hmm. and I'm better than him. Mm-hmm. You know, we start like or or maybe or it's because maybe it's because I'm, I'm not as good as him and mm-hmm. then we start like judging ourselves. Mm-hmm. So like all and like if you thought about it, could you imagine anyone talking to you the way that you talk to yourself in those negative moments? Mm. Like that person would be an asshole. Mm. You know, like that, but you wouldn't want that person in your life anymore. Be mm-hmm. like, I just dude, you're a fucking dick. Stay mm-hmm. away from from me Mm -hmm. you make me feel like shit about myself but yet Mm. we have that internal person Mm -hmm. sitting in our brain Mm -hmm. all the time that is just like can't wait to be untapped can't mm-hmm. wait until he can just start chiming in when we walk past a mirror or when we step on a scale or mm-hmm. whatever it is. We could have the best week ever. You worked out three, four days a week. You made, you cooked with your husband. You did, you know, you did, you, you, you played with your kids that week. You had like, maybe you got a promotion at work and then you step on the scale and you gained a pound. The and fucking you, the world is over. Yeah, you tell yourself you're complete shit. I'm a fucking disaster. Yeah, I can't get anything right. Mm-hmm. After all of that, the all only that. thing that not, that mattered is that, is that number on the scale. Mm. And it's like, throw the fucking thing out the window. Now, yeah. you can use the scale. The scale is a good metric to find out whether what you're doing is working. But for some people, they step on the scale every day. For some people, it means everything. Mm. And if, it's, if that's really truly – and that's the problem, though, is because we're so addicted to the number. But if that is really truly the only way that you were going to uh, define – your success, then you're kind of, you know, you're setting yourself up for failure Mm -hmm. because nothing operates, nothing, business, uh, relationship, nothing operates in a straight line. So if I was to tell you, you know, um, let's say you wanted to get down to 150 pounds, Mm -hmm. right? And I said to you in six months, I guarantee you, I'm promising you, you're going to get, get down to 150 pounds. And you're like, whoa, fuck. Yeah, I want to do that. I want to get down to 150 pounds, but I told you every Every so often, you're going to gain weight. You're going to gain like three or four pounds. But eventually, the goal, you'll get there. You'll get to that 150, and it'll mm-hmm. take you maybe a year, but you're going to get there. And, but is it – so does that take away from the joy at all? Well, for a lot of people, it does. Mm. For a lot of people, for some reason, they think that that weight loss, they think that that, 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 that you know, result has to happen in a straight line. 
and it just it, nothing in life happens in a straight line. Mm-hmm. Everything is like a you know like a like a heart rate whatever thing on, the, yeah. on like that blip radar, mm-hmm. right? So everything operates like that. So some days you'll drop four, five, six pounds, some weeks, and the next week you're up three or four pounds, and then next week you're down, and then the mm-hmm. up, and then you're up and up and up and up, and then you plateau for a little while, and then you come back down again. It's just like this constant, constant like adjustment, right? So the numbers can give you information. But they, they're not a definition of the result, right? Mm-hmm. And there's something I say all the time. I have it, I have it uh, written on my wall. You come over to my house. You'll see it written on my wall right next to my computer. It says the process is the result, mm. right? And I think that most people can't kind of wrap their head about it around it. So I'll say it again. The process is the result. Mm-hmm. When I was listening, I was, in, I was in high school. I was listening to Aerosmith on um, – on my yeah, I know. So I was listening to Aerosmith. Just imagine you with a mullet. Total fucking segue. Listening to Aerosmith, right? And um, I was, I was a really depressed kid in a very, in a very, uh, in, in in a way that was like kind of hidden. I didn't. I hung out with other people. I only really had a couple of friends. But when I didn't hang out with people, I was really depressed. I just mm. felt like I didn't belong somewhere. I think mm. Long Island was the wrong place for me. I needed to go somewhere else that was just different and i just and i knew that i didn't belong in that place mm-hmm. there's something not right about it for me so I, I eventually left but i was listening to aerosmith and um there was a line in one of the songs i can't remember what song it was but it says life's a journey not a destination and it just it's one of those things that's stuck in my head for the longest time mm. and i took out my remote control for my for my stereo and i wrote on the back of the remote control i scratched it in with a knife i wrote life's a journey not a destination Mm. And I just wrote that on there because I just kept remembering this fucking moment sucks. Right now, this moment sucks. I'm not happy in this moment right now. But I have to remember that it's part of the process. Mm-hmm. It's part of finding out who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, not every moment is going to be fucking rainbows and sunshine. Mm-hmm. There's going to be the downs. There's going to be the lows. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of understand that there's going to be some peaks and there's mm-hmm. going to be the valleys. So you're, you're going to – you just have to fucking be in it for the long haul, you know, mm-hmm. and understand that things are just going to get – you know, they're going to get – as long as you're making those little needle, mo- needle mover shifts, those one-inch shifts mm-hmm. in space, mm-hmm. as long as you're making those little shifts in space – the, down the line, you're gonna. It's moving in the right direction. Mm. You just have to. If it's if you're suffering from depression, go talk to a therapist. If mm. you're if you're like if you're not fit, go work with somebody that that can help you get fit. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're if you're not a good cook, hire someone that helps you teaches you how to cook. Mm-hmm. You know, like that kind of thing. Don't throw band aids on bullet wounds. Don't do P90X. That's gonna you know that's gonna get you fit in 12 weeks. But once you're done with it, what do you fucking do? Mm-hmm. You didn't learn anything. Right. You don't do the meal delivery shit that, you know, you just have somebody deliver all the meals. You never learned how to cook anything for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, like all of these things, all these Band-Aid on bolt wounds that we do Mm -hmm. that we have that's so convenient, especially here in Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. becomes a detriment to our future. Because we think, unless you're rich and wealthy and you have a chef and somebody to take care of you, a personal trainer shows up every day and pulls you out of bed and makes you do things, unless you have that kind of expense account, you really better learn how to do this on your own. Otherwise, you're shit out of luck 20 years from now, 30 years from now. And it's not as hard as people think. It doesn't mean that you have to be this health guru freakoid who only eats bean sprouts and fucking and tofu. It's mm-hmm. not that. God forbid if that was my life, I'd kill myself. But like, no, it's, a, it's about really enjoying your life and figuring out what works best for you and, and, and kind of like putting yourself on that trajectory mm-hmm. that 
a billion years from now, you are, you know, you're in like the, 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 the place that you want to be. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I, I feel like I get on soapboxes. No, I like it. <laughs> there. I like it. We're, you know, we're going to have to do Chatty Maddie soon. Yeah. What is Chatty Maddie? Chatty Maddie, same five questions asked, but I'm not oh, going to do it yet. I'm bringing, okay. I'm bringing up one more thing. Okay. Because it, it, applies, it applies to me. Sorry, everybody. It's my show, but I'm thinking <laughs> of it. So I don't know if you've seen this video on facebook it just kind of popped up on my facebook feed this week and um my uh my brother actually sent it to me and he never sends me kind of self-helpy stuff normally it's like you know he sent me like whatever stupid shit he's my brother and um but so but he sent me this as well and i thought wow he really was affected by it but it's have you seen the video that the, this, i don't know her name it's this blonde hair woman she's talking about how motivation she feels is bullshit I don't know if you've seen. This. I haven't. I haven't seen it. I'll send it to you because it, it, it was. Did it, it resonate with you? It did. It resonated with me in that. Um, I don't know if I think motivation is bullshit or things like. But she, what she talked about is how, like, from a brain perspective, that your brain is seeking safety, and uh-huh. so and so doing things that put us out of our comfort zone. She's like, is against our brain wiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Um, and she, so she was talking about more emotional things of like, this is why, you know, of whether it's love or whether it's, you know, um, uh, taking a new chance at work or taking a risk. She's like, your brain is literally saying, no, don't do that. You won't be safe. You won't have security. Yeah. This is a stupid thing for you to do. And so she kind of talks about, so motivation, she said, we wait for, well, I'm not going to do this until I'm motivated to do it. She's like, we wait for this. When we're never wired to have that motivation, and the point is motivation is bullshit and just to do it. And so it, it resonated with me a little bit with working out, which is kind of the way – I think another reason I've been successful of like more now about working out this year is because I don't – I don't expect to be motivated to go to the gym anymore because I don't – or even work out because I realize like it's – and maybe I'll get used to it eventually, but still right now for me when I work out – it's painful, and not in like a ouch painful way, but like it's not fun. I'm winded, you know. I'm like I'm, you know, crawling on my hands and knees. Like my arm, my muscles are burning. I'm fatiguing myself. It's not in. It's it's not like a good hand job. Let's just say, it definitely doesn't feel like that. You know, <laughs> I didn't see it going in that direction, but okay. But it's not. It, I it's 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 painful, and so I, it resonated when I thought, oh, I I didn't realize I was doing that already. Of like I'm just not going. Motive. Every time I go to the gym and I'm working out, like w- something I'm, I guess I'm proud about, is, and my trainer always says to me all the time, he's like, you're, he's like, I think you're going to succeed in this because every time you come here, he's like, you go, and like you're just really trying to do it. But I'm more, I guess, the older I get, I'm so, I'm so um, concerned and precious about my time. Mm. It's so different now. Like when I go warm up and normally I'm on warming up on a treadmill, and I'm like, oh, I'll do it too. I'm like, no, I'm here. Right. Let's fucking make this count. Because I don't want to waste my time. So, like, let's warm up on a four or five and then do a six. You know. So, anyway, I just want to know, like, what are your thoughts as far as – so, listening to her. I'll send it to you because you yeah. should watch it. It's yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, and the way she explains it. But as far as, like, motivation, like, when people – I feel like – I do feel like a lot of people, and I even from an emotional therapy, people are like, well, I'll break up with him whenever I feel like it's the right timing or right. – Yeah. What? So, what do you think about all that? Well, you know, we have – think about it. Well – I challenge you to think this. How many things in your life are there that you're going to get around to eventually? 
right? Mm-hmm. And we could all think of a fucking laundry list of them. Mm-hmm. You know, fixing this in the house or doing, you know, getting started on this business that we have an idea about or calling that person that we, you know, that we've meant we've meant to call emailing or, them back. Or emailing <laughs> them back or breaking up with someone uh-huh. or maybe it's maybe, you know, it's all kinds of things, right? We have things that are like, "Oh, I'll, I'll get to that. It's just that, you know, right now it's it's not that, you know, right now I just I'm too busy." Mm-hmm. And most of the time it's too busy. I, I always like I, I like I'll ask a survey of people on my mailing list. They'll say, "What's one of the things that stops you from like one half of the thing is half of the people their excuse for not being healthy is because I'm so busy I just can't find time for mm-hmm. it, right?" And and I and I agree with her in in quite a bit actually because I think that I think that we have to sit down and I guess this comes down to motivation too. Sit down and figure out what the fuck is important to us. If it's something that we've been complaining about, like I want to quit smoking or I want to you know I want to I want to lose a hundred pounds. For some people, it can be uh, whatever it is. You know. If that is something that's important in your life, you don't have to go like, well, quit smoking. You should go cold, cold turkey. But like for like getting healthy, it doesn't mean that you have to turn the ship 180 degrees immediately. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing has to be. You know, there's no black and white, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. there's just a better choice. Mm-hmm. And so if you're, you know, you're making a better choice to go to the to the gym, right? Now here's. You know, I'm hearing that you write, so you don't necessarily enjoy that. And it's, I guess, it's good that you're, you're, you have a trainer that you enjoy spending time with. He's not hard to look at, mm-hmm. and you know, and so they, there's that and kind we of laugh and we, we laugh have fun and you, you guys have, enjoy the process. So, but if you were showing up to a to a trainer who was kind of boring, uh, had no sense of humor, uh, you don't particularly like the workouts, but yes, he makes you sweat. That's not that's not serving you, mm-hmm. right? Because because you're not going to you're not you have to walk away with a sense of accomplishment with a sense mm-hmm. of, of of like positive energy the balance stuff we do is fun we always do something like it's like my reward cuz i right. my balance sucks right. so it sounds silly, but like him, like throwing a medicine ball when I'm standing on one foot and like trying to—it's like a game for me. Right. That I enjoy. Right. So but there's that's about it. So there's. <laughs> I hate pushups. I so fucking hate pushups. But there's like, but here's the deal. Like, so if I was to be coaching you, right, and I mm-hmm. was your, and I was your, uh, kind of your, I was the guy coaching you to try to create a, a, a whole lifestyle around how to be healthy. Mm-hmm. The, you know, I would ask you, like, is this is is the is the training something that you look forward to doing? Mm-hmm. Right, because if it's not, then it's going to be hard to sustain forever. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and it's it's like and it, and it doesn't mean that whatever you decide on is forever. There's always mm-hmm. a, an opportunity to kind of change things up. But you know, for a lot of people, they th- they like in order to create momentum and create create the uh, the uh, what was the word to use the um, motivation mm-hmm. uh, in order to succeed or do something that they've been waiting to do for a really long time. They think that they have to go. 180 miles an hour, you know, like they need to go all at it all as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. You just choose to do working out for now, right? Mm-hmm. I know you got other things going, but let's say you just choose to do the working out right now. Mm-hmm. Get used to that. Mm-hmm. And then is is the scale moving in the direction that you want it to, to move? Are your clothes fitting that they want to, the way you want them to fit? Is your energy levels going the way that you want them to want them to go? Are you getting getting more energy? Are you feeling stronger? All those things. If so, then yes, don't don't change anything because it ain't broken. Mm-hmm. Right, and then as time goes by and you get really comfortable, and you're like, okay, you know what? I feel like I'm ready to take on a little more. And then you, and then maybe you start batch cooking, right? And then you start doing little things in here, here and there. Mm-hmm. Now, for most people, you know, I think the my my recommendation is always changing the food and the and the and the and the nutrition and all that stuff mm-hmm. first. The lifestyle, the emotional awareness around everything that's happening in your life; those are always big decisions for me. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, I guess. I've always been – when I've always been the most motivated is when I hit rock bottom 
when mm-hmm. I hit rock bottom of like yeah. how things are going, mm-hmm. and I think that's generally the same for everyone. But do I need to fucking wait till rock bottom happens before I'm motivated to do something? That would just mean that I'm like starting from the worst possible place. Yeah. yeah. If I started today to do something that I was really get, if I something I wanted to get good at, if I just started mm-hmm. today, then I'd be much better off than if I let myself. If, if we're talking about weight loss or like you know getting fit, if I let myself go for another three or four mm-hmm. years. Until I was like, until my doctor told me that I, you know, that I'm, I'm at risk of diabetes, diabetes and, and a heart yeah. attack, then it's like, oh shit, now I really got to do that's work. What, like, yeah, that's where my dad is. He's pre-diabetic. Yeah. And that's where a lot of people start. A lot yeah. of people start because the doctor told them that you, Which, and if that's what makes wrong. you start, great, great, but It's yeah. something. Yeah. It's, it's something, something, but do you need to wait until that moment? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's the question. So I don't know. So yeah, I think motivation can be bullshit, but I think it can be really helpful for some people. Yeah. Because it's the, you know, if the fire yeah, that's under the kind ass of, is, like, Yeah, I agree with what she said a lot, but I also thought, yeah, but there's still something to, except for that. Yeah. Um, okay, we're going to do Chatty Matty, but before I want to talk, because I'm, I'm going to start watching it, because even my boyfriend's like, he's like, babe, I need something besides chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and your wife cook together. And That's tell right. Her, and people can watch it. Like, yeah, tell oh, everybody yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, I love this idea. Devin and I have been, Devin and I have been together She's adorable, by the way. They're like... She looks like a little pixie. She's they, uh, they're yeah. really pretty together. I'm not going to lie, everybody. <laughs> she, um, she's, she, so anyway, yeah, we love to cook together. Uh, I grew up cooking. I was uh, the only boy in a family of, uh, of, you know, five, four older sisters, youngest boy. Uh, my grandmother was a very good cook. My mom was a good cook. And I just loved being in the kitchen around them cooking, mm-hmm. even though we were like, we were cooking pasta and, you know, and, you know, not necessarily the healthiest foods, but I love to cook, mm-hmm. love eating. And so when I, when Devin and I um, got together, we moved in together. I just kept doing that. Like I just, I, I cook every day. I cook for four hours. I have no fucking problem being in the kitchen for four hours straight, just like putting a movie on, listening to music, dancing around the kitchen, cooking like twenty different meals. It's you know whatever meal mm-hmm. for the week. And there was I realized that there's not there's a lot of people that do it, but there's not a people a lot of people that teach that or invite mm-hmm. people into the kitchen to teach them how to prep you know like prep in that way because there's like those facebook videos where somebody does it like really quick but That's it doesn't right. it doesn't teach you how to cook it just tells you what to put in it right and most people they i look at here's the deal i look at cooking like a like i am the i am the uh conductor of a symphony mm-hmm. right so you know when you are going to cook three meals at once there's a lot a lot of things lot, happening yeah Right, so you got to know when you know you got to know when to lower the heat on something. You have to know when to add the specific spice to something. You know how, you need to know when to stir something. You know you need to know when you're chopping something. You know you need to go back outside and look to make sure the thing on the grill is not mm-hmm. going to burn. You got to like there's a bunch of stuff, right? Yeah, that's like that's like the conductor knowing when the violins come in, when the guy on the drums come in, when the ba- the bass comes in. You know, like all these different things. So you have to be the orchestrator mm-hmm. of this entire symphony as mm-hmm. it's happening in real time. So what we did is we created a show called the ba- Robin Devin's Batch cooking show and in 30 to 45 minutes we teach you how to cook multiple meals in one at one time and like we made uh one of the things we've made like tri-tip uh mm. from tri-tip from from you know from everything's from scratch and we do not prep anything in advance so we don't want you to think that we've like because that's so often you go on a, you watch a cooking show mm-hmm. it's like well i've you know i've already made this quiche and i've already made this and i've already done that mm-hmm. and so it's bullshit it's like it's half hour meals but you prepped everything yeah you know so this is so no we're, we're what we do is like all of the stuff's out on the counter you know it's it's organized obviously because mm-hmm. we don't want to just waste people's time mm-hmm. but we show them how quickly you can get this done so in 30 to 45 minutes we'll make like three or four meals so we make like things like um uh egg stuffed tomatoes with pesto and, and cheddar cheese 
That's your breakfast. Mm. You'll make like six or seven of those. You put them in the oven. They take like 30 minutes to make. But uh, So what we do is we prep all the tomatoes. We put all the eggs in. We put the toppings on. We throw it in the oven, and that's the first thing. The only thing I do is I preheat the oven before I turn the – you know, I go the live. Camera, yeah. You know, because this is all live. So it's not like mm-hmm. I'm not editing this shit down to like make it 35 minutes, 45 minutes. It's, like I'm, I'm. This real is deal. real time. So you get to watch us cook from start to finish, and this shows you that you can actually do this. You don't have to spend an entire day cooking for the week. So we'll make like egg stuffed tomatoes, and then we'll make um, spinach stuffed mushrooms, and you know, mm. and we'll make a tri-tip. We've made chicken fajitas. We make uh, we make bone broth. We learn. We teach people how to make all these things. Now, bone broth takes like twenty four hours, but the prep is only like five minutes. I, I make chicken broth all the time. It takes five minutes. Throw yeah. everything in a fucking pot, and we're in a crock pot. It's, it's the best smell. The house smells amazing. It does and you know, and it's so delicious, and it's. You know, it if makes such a difference in your food. Yes, exactly. That from, you can drink it or you can – I'm a big can, Garten fan. Yeah, and you can add it to any, any recipe yeah. you have. So well, Garten won't make you lose weight. Don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so every Saturday at 2 p.m., Devin and I host the Robin Devin's Batch Cooking Show in our group only for the people in the Open Sky Fitness podcast group. Mm. So we don't – not that we don't want to – we don't want it to get any bigger than that. It's not that we don't want you know, like people to watch this, but we want the people in the group to understand that they're there and we're there for them. Mm-hmm. If they yeah. have questions specifically, we're there for them. So I want it to feel like an exclusive place. Like you're, mm. this is a VIP kind of hangout yeah. where it, you know we are there to be your support system. You know, it's really hard. Like you talked about your family back home. Like they, everybody there, nobody's a support system for each other. Yeah, and that's the it's problem. Getting better. Like I see, I, I and I think just because. The patterns getting interrupted more, and yeah. I largely think that is solely actually because of the internet. Because that's right, it brings I, you closer. I, well, yes, and I see that you know family members are seeing what their cousin who maybe lives in a place, lives in a state like California or like in Colorado, they see in Oklahoma, oh they're doing this. Mm-hmm. I'll try that. Oh, you know, are they seeing just oh they're hiking more? That looks fun, you know, or whatever. Um, and also, it's just like you said because of podcasts because. Information is just, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just changing the way people think. It's at your fingertips now. It's yeah. much more available. It's much more available. Yeah. So that's what, so that's basically so that's what we do every Saturday at two p.m. And the way to watch it is to join the Open Sky Fitness Podcast group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. is it specific time? Obviously Pacific time. Pacific time. Yeah, exactly yeah. for me. So, so whatever you know, five o'clock yeah. on the East Coast. So that'd be and, three o'clock if you're four or five. Whatever. Yeah, I three, four, know, five. Exactly. All right, we got to get to Chatty Maddie. All right, Chatty um, Maddie. Do I get to look at these two? Yeah, you get to look at um, – Did you write down my answers? No, I didn't write down your answer. So Chatty Maddie, number one, I ask everybody, what's your most memorable childhood smell? My grandmother made pasta vazul when I was a kid. I made it for Christmas this year for my friends. Um, it's an old family recipe. It's Pasta vazul just means pasta and beans. Mm-hmm. But my grandmother makes the Yugoslavian version, which is my grandfather's favorite meal. And uh, it's got a lot of smoked meats in it. Mm-hmm. And it will fill the house. It, really? It's one, of those, it's one of those meals that will fill the house with smell. Just like you say that like your chicken, you know, the chicken stock that mm-hmm. you make, uh, pasta vazul uh, fills the house with this amazing smell. And it's my favorite. To this day, it's still my favorite meal. I only eat it maybe once every couple of years. It takes two days to make it. But, you know. Oh, wow. You know, it's like, it's, yeah, it's not, a, it's not a batch cook. It's not a batch cook. <laughs> but, it's, uh, but I do have some of it in my freezer still from Christmas. And it's still, to this day, if I ever get sick, I try to, that's what I have when I'm sick. Or it's got a lot of fat in it. But it's, oh, my God, the flavor is just amazing. And the smell is just amazing. So, yeah, that's my, that's my favorite smell. I can, I, I, I can never fill up on it. It's just like never mm. enough. What was your grandma's name? What was my what? Grandmother's name? Marie. 
Oh, that's pretty. Yeah. I like I like hearing old mm-hmm. names. Um, okay, what would be the name of your memoir? Chatty Manny number two. Name of your memoir. Oh, my memoir. I feel like that should be t- somebody else should name my memoir. Um, <laughs> Devin would know. He yeah. Uh, he did the best he could. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I yeah. think you are. Yeah, I think you're doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's like I, I'm doing the best I can. So yeah. All right. Okay. Chatty man number three. Best piece of advice you wished you had taken earlier. Give everything away, especially oh. for my business and for my relationship for everything. Just be open and give everything away, all of it. That is. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I literally, even with people I care about, they, they don't, they don't get it. Where I get it, you don't want to be walked on and taken advantage of and things like that. And that's something I've had to work on of overgiving to people. Yeah. But at, but at the same time, there, there is this part of me that just feels like it feels even if I sometimes do get taken advantage of a little bit, I'd rather just take the risk. Yeah. And do that, yeah. Sorry, there's I'll a difference think. between there's a difference between the people that you that you give 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 to and you never get anything back. You have to mm-hmm. be very mindful of yourself mm-hmm. and how much you give, right? Yeah. So there are people, even though you know Buffett says the more you give, the more you get back, right? There are those people that just take mm-hmm. and do not give back, and so you have to know and define and, and and recognize those people in your life. I had a friend, you know, for as a as a as doing what I do, I show up at every Christmas party, and there's always that person who's like, so uh, Rob, here's what I've been eating, and uh, let me tell you. And he t- they'll tell me their whole entire their nutrition, what they're what they're doing for their workouts, and it's like, and at the end of it, they're like, so what do you think? And like for the first couple of years, the first few Christmases that I went to this thing and told this person what I think and what I think they should do, and that they never took any of my advice. The the last time they did that to me, I just said they told me everything, and I just go, what do you want me to fucking tell you? And they're just like, what are you talking about? It's like I could tell you till the cows come home what you should do in order to improve your life, your health, and everything around you. I've told you a million times. You never take my fucking advice. So why the fuck are you asking for it now? And I just like and I'm I'm straight up. I don't like you know, I've give and I give and I give. And if you're not gonna take my advice and if you're just gonna be a taker and, and not at least make me feel good about like that you're the advice that I'm giving you is important to you, then I'm done. Mm-hmm. Then I'm done. And I you know, it doesn't make me an asshole, it just makes me kind of like a person who values my own time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So there's yeah. something to, to be say about that. All right, Chatty Manning number four. What day would be your Groundhog Day? So what day was so awesome you're like, I would do this over and over? Oh. My wife and I – no, no, no. My wife and I went – we went to uh, Venice a few years ago. There's lots of those days, but there's – we went to Venice a few years ago. I'm assuming Italy, not Venice. Yes, Venice, Italy. Not not the beach, yeah. Yeah. Venice, Italy. We went to Venice, Italy, and we we, – this is a couple of days that happened there that were like just fantastic days. But one of the days we did, we got we we decided to go to Padua from Venice. We hopped on a train and we were um, we bought these tickets, and we got on the train and we headed there and we bought the wrong tickets. They were we bought the cheap tickets, like the economy tickets, and we got on like a v, like a VIP train. And so the guy was just like the guy was like, "Don't worry about it." So we got like this nice luxury ride to Padua. We walked around the streets of Padua. We had like the most phenomenal dinner. We bought a bottle of Aperol and and uh, and Prosecco, and we ate, we sat and we uh, and we drank and got totally tanked at this you know on this in this beautiful park like with the with the beautiful like pond in the middle. And then we walked around the city of Padua. We had a phenomenal dinner where Devin had uh, horse meat uh, uh, pasta, and I I can't remember what I had, but it was everything was so great. And then we walked, and then we were walking back, and we got to the train station. We realized that the train station uh, that the last train had left an hour ago, and they had to figure out what we were going to do in Padua for the next 
for like how we like it was one of the it was the middle of the summertime every city is fully booked there was no there was wasn't going to be any place to stay we already had an apartment in 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 Venice that we were going to stay that we that we were staying at so we we were wandering around the thing kind of freaking out and then we ran into some like homeless person and they were just like no 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 the train's still coming like the the last train is 45 minutes late and there's no there's no uh you know or an hour late so like the last train hasn't shown up yet so we actually we ended up getting on that train and going back to Venice like counting our lucky stars that we actually that we made it and we were like talking to each other about how unbelievably lucky we were like as people to just to I mean to have an amazing day like that and then the world not allowing it to kind of turn sour where we would actually have to struggle and, and try to figure out how to survive, mm-hmm. right? So then we got taken care of, and, and, then we, and then we ended up in Venice, and we walked the streets of Venice and stopped and got some pizza on the way home because we were sitting in the, you know, we were on that train for like an hour. And, uh, and it was probably like one of the coolest days ever. So that would be, yeah, that, I could relive that day. I could relive that story, <laughs> just the story. I feel like I was under the Tuscan sun, just happened <laughs> in my living room. Um, all right. Well, last chat, Manny. When are you most inspired? Either time of day or in life. Like, when are you most inspired? When am I most inspired? Um, you know, I, I guess I'm most inspired when I'm talking to people that inspire me. Mm. I think that's. Uh, I think that's. I'm a. I'm a creature that that feeds off of other people's energy and motivation mm-hmm. and and desires. And if I'm around people that I feel can't kind of open up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm obviously I have a lot of I think I'm a very emotional person. I think I'm very kind of t- tuned into how I'm feeling. And when I meet people like yourself, people that just kind of they're willing to go take that trip with you. They're willing mm-hmm. to have that conversation with you. I feel really inspired and in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think because you've done multiple interviews, I've interviewed over 100 people. When you have the conversation with somebody that gets it, it's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I, I can oh, talk yeah. to you all day. I just need to take a nap because I I just like it's so much energy because mm-hmm. it's so it's so inspiring. But at the same time, it's like I could talk to you every day. I feel like it's just like so. Those are the, the that's I think I get inspired by things like that. Mm. You know, I get inspired mm. by other people and their success and their and Me their too. joy and what's bringing them happiness. And, and you know, as long as success, I really I think that's why I like I like as an actor. I really love giving and giving too because. Yeah. I I just love it when I just love it when I'm able to help somebody just yeah. figure out something in their life. Yeah, exactly. And make it easier for them. Exactly. And I love More even joyful. if I'm not if I have nothing to do with it. I love it's there's like there's two different kinds of people and there's well there's many different kinds of yeah, people but, but two different kinds of people that I can think of that when they tell me how great their life is or they tell me how great things are going, I feel unbelievably excited for them. Like almost to the point where I have to go home and tell Devin and I'm like, they, you know, this the, one of my clients or one of my friends told me this great stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there are other people that I feel like they're bragging all the time. Like they they mm-hmm. they, they don't maybe and maybe it's just a shift. Not in like not in a bragging way but like in a way that like is it just makes me feel kind of gross. Like I I almost feel like they're only telling me this because they want me to think how great they are rather than they want to en- enroll me in their life. Mm. Does that make sense? I, that is such a beautiful Enroll you in their life. That yeah. is such a beautiful way of putting that. So it's like it's like a different way of telling mm-hmm. the story of how like awesome their life is. Yeah, you know, it's like I, you know, if I was to tell you how great something was, and I just I want to bring you into the story of it, mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I don't know. I think I'm, I think I, I'm much more tuned to that. Maybe mm-hmm. over the years I've become much more tuned to it. Maybe it helps being a podcast uh, host just because you're talking all the time mm-hmm. and you understand how words really mean something. Mm-hmm. And ha- and then not just the words, but the intention behind the words. Intention. Yeah, my, I talk about intention all the time. Right, exactly. So that is, you know, when I find people that have the intention, the right intention behind the words, those people really light me up. Well, I found one of those people today. Ah, that what a great that this was a this was we totally went off the rails and just because you just you just gave me such great energy. This was like Thanks, I'm buddy. spinning about this. I'm Appreciate I'm thinking it. too like I'm going to tell this person to listen to the show and this person <laughs> and this person. No, because I think it'll help them. Um, yeah. So so yeah, I'm joining your your Facebook group because I want to learn how to fucking cook. Yeah, you better join it. No, I am seriously yeah. because he's like my boyfriend's like I'm sick of chicken. Yeah, that's the whole thing. So, okay. So, tell everybody. So, Open Sky Fitness. That's right. So, uh, Open Sky Fitness. Yeah. Just if you want to find, if you want to find, OpenSkyFitness.com is my website. Um, everything across all social media is Open Sky Fitness. Get However, up a newsletter, the e-newsletter if you want I do that. have a newsletter if you sign up for it. Um, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. You know, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Pinterest, all that stuff. There is stuff that's going out there. Even my Open Sky Fitness. There's, there's a difference between Open Sky Fitness uh, my page, and then the Open Sky Fitness podcast group on Facebook, mm-hmm. right? The podcast group is where I, I literally hang out all the time. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I, I'm hosting a party, <laughs> yeah. and you're all invited, mm-hmm. and I'll swing by you know, a few times a day to mm-hmm. chime in and see what's happening and comment on mm-hmm. things and post different things. You're like, I'll swing by every you – know, but, but like, feel free to talk amongst yourselves, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that kind of thing. Is Devin on that group as well? Yeah, she, yeah, oh, yeah, she she chimes, yeah, she chimes in. It was just the two of us to start off with. But you know, so, so that would be the place that I would say go. If you're an Instagrammer, great. I have some pictures and posts. But, you know, I find that Instagram doesn't allow you to really have conversation mm-hmm. as as intimate as you can on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Open Sky Fitness Podcast Group, that's the big spot on Facebook. Um, we also uh, – we have the Open Sky Fitness Podcast. If you go to iTunes and yeah. you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can listen to Devin and I mm-hmm. speak Which and link interview. Will be a show. Exactly. So, yeah, I appreciate that. So, the, yeah, we'll um, – so we – and we have – I mean, I think we have a good show just like you have a good show because I think if you're an open person and you're willing to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. you can't fucking – you can't fail. You can't fucking fail. You cannot – Yeah. no, you can't fail. So I agree. Off uh, my soapbox. No, what a beautiful <laughs> soap, Rob. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Uh, I have a feeling this probably wouldn't, won't be the last time I have you on the show or involved in you in some way. I, I feel like I, I, like you're talking, I'm thinking, if I ever do become like the gay white Oprah and have a show, I'm like, you're like my Bob Green guy. Like, yeah, right. Because I think it's, no, I think it's, um, I don't know. I, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just, just, I encourage people to listen to the podcast because I just think what you're, I, you know, nothing quote unquote is new anymore and all that. But I do the way you talk about fitness and the way you talk about health and, and, and motivation or not motivation or whatever. It's just, I don't even know exactly how to talk about it because it in, and, and, and verbalize it yet because it's just a different way of thinking for me. So I know I've definitely had a lot of aha moments today. So, um, Anyway, I'm just excited. And I'm that's excited. okay. And then just Things like – Things feel fresh. Just like, like a journey. Just like open. anything, just like therapy, you revisit it, you think about it, you stew in it, and mm-hmm. you allow yourself to process because there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff there. I'm excited to re-listen – when I go to, to do editing, I'm excited to re-listen to this show actually. Awesome. I, I, can't, I, I can't wait to hear it. I have no idea what the fuck I just said. <laughs>
<laughs> it was good. I didn't even tell one dick joke. So, hey, we did good. We did good, sugars. All right, everybody. Well, so, okay. So, all of Rob's information is going to be in the notes. Uh, go to DearMattyShow.com if you want to leave a question. If you have a question for Rob, you can ask him. But if you want to ask him through the website, I'll send it to you. And... Open Sky Fitness. You can email me, Rob, at OpenSkyFitness.com, too. It's easy, easy, there, too. There you go. Thank you so much Thank for you. doing this. Everybody else, you know, I, you know I love you and appreciate you very much. You can listen to this podcast. You can also listen to... Jake and I do our um, our other podcasts. I'll talk about that at the after of the show. But again, just do something for someone this week, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Sugars, Rob Dion. I'm telling you, I know his arms were beautiful, but the heart was even prettier, right? Am I right, ladies? And like the two gay men that listen to my show, I don't know how many people listen. I should take a survey, but that would take work. And you know, I don't even like to edit. So why am I going to do a survey now? You know what? Yeah. No. I I was thinking about it for like 10 hot seconds, but no. But Rob, yeah. So hopefully, I really meant everything I said about him at the beginning of the show. So hopefully you felt that as well. Let me know. You can go to DearMattyShow.com. Uh, or another way you can let me know is uh, leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen. If you do it on iTunes, don't just do the stars. Actually write a review. It helps bump us up so people see me more. Also, if you're listening to Jake and I, a TV Tea Time podcast, and you've been missing us because our show ended, uh, well, you're in luck or you're unlucky. I don't know how you're going to see it, Sugars, but airing tonight, the 22nd, is ABC's Boy Band. And, you know... There's a lot of things Jake and I love. One of them is we're both opera queens, and we both, um, I was going to say like hot guys, but these are like boys, so I think it's just going to make me feel really old, you know, because nobody's going to be like a 25-year-old. They're going to be like 15, so I'm going to feel old as fuck. But still, we do like singing in tight harmonies. It sounds even gayer when I just said that. You know what I mean? Like barbershop quartet. You know, like we're a bunch of men are together singing tight harmonies, and they have to listen to each other, so they have to get closer sometimes they're brushing up against each other. You know what? This is not going to end well, and it's going to sound creepy. But you know what I mean. So, ABC's Boy Band, there's a two-hour premiere that comes on tonight. I believe at 8 o'clock. Check your local listings for times. But Jake and I will be recapping that tonight, and that show will be airing on TVT Time tomorrow. All right, everybody. You know the drill. Go be of service for someone, and I love you.